Okay, when we are live now? We are live now. And if you're just right. tuning in, you are listening live to the Angel Rock. I'm your host, Laura Lee Potvin. Thank you to all those returning to the show. Uh, though we appreciate your support always. Please share the network with everybody because we have shows for everybody that you could possibly imagine and your support we really appreciate. If you've never been to the show, uh, welcome. My show, I say I cover all aspects of the supernatural, the esoteric, power of positivity, power of the mind, with a little bit of truth seeking thrown in there. A little bit about myself and before I tell you about myself, I should tell you we are streaming live to you from 105.3 in New Orleans, Louisiana, as well as all across the world. I believe our network reaches is all 200 plus countries of the world. So uh, a little bit about myself. I'm a Canadian clairvoyant medium, crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, spiritual teacher and mentor. And I'm also a registered nurse. I'll remind you just before I introduce our guest, he's no stranger to the show. But uh, if you are going to leave comments, please head over to UFO Paranormal Radio uh, Network, either the Facebook page or the YouTube channel. I'm also streaming tonight to my own personal YouTube channel, The Angel Rock with Laura Lee Potvin, and our secondary channel, UFO Gods and Extraterrestrials. Um, uh, those are the only places, I believe, the network pages I just mentioned, that I will see your comments. Otherwise, I won't, and we'd love to have you be part of the conversation and discussion. So our guest tonight, like I said, is no stranger to the show. It's Augie Nust, and it says, I, uh, my bio for him, Augie is well-known within many different circles, especially when it comes to different podcast genres, as he has a vast amount of knowledge when it comes to most subjects, especially having a universal download. He's uh, uh, pilot, he's been a paralegal, he's an author, I could go, uh, he can do hypnosis, he can do all kinds of things. Um, but like I said, with knowledge with most subjects, especially the fascinating subjects of the paranormal, spirituality, UFOs and aliens, time travel, the power of the mind or the mastermind. And he is the co host of the wonderful pod podcast. Uh, broadcast Team Alpha with his co-host Nori Love. So we're going to be talking about a variety of topics tonight. Welcome, Aggie. We got it. We got a straight note on the audio. <laughs> oh God! Uh, every time I hear you, somebody say something like that, I wonder who is that guy. You That's know? you. <laughs> well, I got coffee in hand and I'm ready to go. So we're going to be good. I got an energy drink and I'm wearing, I'm, I'm starting Christmas early. I've got my Rick and Morty, uh, Merry Rickmas shirt on tonight. So talk about the strange and unusual. If anybody watches that, that cartoon, they'll definitely know what Rick, the grandfather, not the nicest man on the planet, but the things he encounters and the places he goes, including time travel. I thought it was an appropriate show or <laughs> show to wear the t-shirt for <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, it gets a little deep sometimes, and it's always fun to talk about, you know, all these esoteric things like what's on the moon, who's there, who's looking back at us, and what's on Mars, and what about interdimensional travel and stuff like that. But I also, in these shows, I really enjoy more talking about something that can make people's life better something and that they can use. Yeah, something that they can do. And when they start doing it, they realize that, wow, 
it makes my life better. I now I can see things I didn't see before. I can do things I didn't wasn't able to do before. Or maybe I'm healthier or anything like that. Because that's what it's all about. And just making our lives better. And then once in a while, a show on the moon or something like that. You know? Well, you've got some crazy videos. I don't know if your screen's blinking off and on for you. It's not here, but I can hear your little doorbell noise in the background again. So hopefully it'll behave itself. So if you hear that, guys, uh, it's not affecting Augie's uh, video, but that's why we were a few minutes late. We were trying to straighten that out. Is it trying to close that off and on again, Augie? Yeah. 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 It's going to be all right. But mentioning the moon, though, there's one thing I want to say, and then I want to leave the subject, and that is that get to YouTube and find a, uh, a guy, and uh, he is... He, he has got a telescope that is bigger than me. I could crawl inside of it mm -hmm. and I'll have room. And he is pointing it at the moon and he can count rocks up there. That is Bruce sees all. Go find that. Okay, so how do you spell that last name? Because I don't think I've heard of this gentleman before. Yeah. Bruce, Bruce sees all. Okay. He's got phenomenal videos that show huge miles and miles long spaceships flying across the moon's surface and buildings and all kinds of stuff up there but that that's what i i just wanted to get it out there because this is something that gotta really pique people's interest why are they letting him broadcast with this still like i gotta ask you that before we leave that topic yeah, because you uh, think they stop I, I don't it know. you know <clears throat> I don't know. He, he's been doing it for a long time, so they probably leave him alone, you know, they, because it's starting to be apparent now that, you know, whatever is censored out, that's the truth. Yeah, people are figuring that out. Yeah, it's the, yeah, people, people aren't dumb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I um, you know, we were talking earlier, you know, about what to talk about. And uh, for the listeners, I want to say, I, I kind of like want to talk about maybe how to manifest things in our life and it works mm -hmm. just about all the time if you do it right. Mm -hmm. And uh, also um, it'd be kind of fun to visit something that how to speak and communicate with ghosts. I yes. Five different ways but it works just about every time and you'll be able to speak with them. Good. Yeah, and also life after death maybe um what is it like what's there who can you see what can you do and so hang out with us i think this is gonna be fun well even that and then you can f fall almost into astral travel too with that that you don't actually yeah. necessarily have to die to be able to see some of these things that we're going to talk about so let's get into it yeah that's right uh first question i want to ask everybody uh, Really, I can't see hands going up, but uh, the question is, do you think we can cre create things out of seemingly nothing? Yes. I'll yeah. say it. Yes. I said seemingly nothing, because I'm not so sure there is such a thing as nothing. Because there is always consciousness. Consciousness is a wave of energy, that intelligent energy that has information in it. And this penetrates absolutely everything. 
I'm not I'm not too sure there is such a thing as nothing. Well, what I wanted to add to, for those listening that maybe have never heard this concept before, one of the things with energy, nothing is something. I want to give a huge shout out to Michelle Pratt. Good day from Australia. She says we're having an eclipse tonight, the blood moon. Yes, I saw the full moon this evening as well. So welcome. Um, but let's talk about that because we know that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, but it can be transferred from one place to another. But what people do not realize, and we've had many conversations on air, off air, some of the most powerful forms of our energy are our thoughts, our words, and our emotions, right? Yeah, and uh, speaking to your subject that you just mentioned, though, that is that we've been told for the last 300 years that energy cannot be done away with it but it can only change form. Mm -hmm. But then again, uh, energy cannot be created out of nothing. That's what they've been telling us. But then again, some of the most brilliant minds on the planet, um, some theoretical physicists, they're telling us that this universe we are living in was created from nothing. So okay, then, so do you believe that? Yeah, then what? <laughs> But the thing is that when we're talking about the Big Bang 14.4 or 14.7, uh, no, they're still arguing about that number. But they're finding that maybe there was no Big Bang. Maybe there was just a thought that came in to this vibration. Observe it as being empty. And then that curious thought got to think and saying, wow, empty, I can create absolutely anything. I wonder what I can do. And it multiplied itself as energy, thought energy into everything we see today. Mm -hmm. So what would that tell us? A thought? So this computer, this table, Mm -hmm. Is it real or is it just thought energy? I'm going to say thought energy. Yeah. <laughs> it appears quantum mechanics is telling us that we are living in a mind-created universe. So then we have to ask, what does the mind create? It Everything. doesn't create iron and cats. It creates thought energy, images, memories present moments and when we think about that that becomes a little more a little further outside of the box because then nothing here except um, nothing we see or experience around us is anything but a perception of mental and spiritual energy mm -hmm. So it's a perception of thought. It's our mind creates it and accepts that, yes, this is aluminum in the computer. Mm -hmm. And when we accept it, it becomes real. Uh, I since, agree. We, since we went down this road, uh, I've talked about this before, but I don't know if everybody heard it. And that, uh, Let me run this 45-second example by you, and then you will understand what the power of the mind can really do. That is that <clears throat> I'm a hypnotist, and if I put you in a soft chair and put and talk to you for about uh, 10 minutes or so and tell you that when I snap my finger and wake you up, you'll see an elephant standing over there. 
I don't care. If you're on the 31st floor of an apartment building with doors too small for an elephant to make it in, when you wake up, you're going to see that elephant. If I did my job right, you can reach out and touch the snout on the elephant. You, you feel the rough skin. You can hear him breathing. But there is a problem. I can't see the elephant because there's no elephant there. But you can see him. You can feel him. He's totally real to you. So what's the difference between that elephant and this computer? Did your, did your world just disappear? Did your reality go away? It kind of did, didn't it? Because of what you believe to be true. Because I helped you. I induced the thought and I helped you believe it is real and to you it becomes real. But you're the one that created the elephant. I didn't. Okay, so I got a huge question. I'm taking notes. I don't usually take notes when I'm talking to people, but you know my mind goes in a million directions off air and on air when I talk with you, Augie. Okay, and I agree with everything you're saying. But, okay, so where this led me to is being the nurse in me. We see people that have hallucinations, such with such um, mental illnesses, such as potentially like schizophrenia, drug-induced, um, you know, psychosis. There could be all kinds of things. So are we equating that with the same thing? Because it's very real to these people. So is it really there? Because whatever the illness, their minds, whatever it may be created this, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it, is it real? Is there any difference between what we're talking about right now with the hypnosis versus a hallucination? Yeah. I believe those hallucinations can come from two sources. Mm -hmm. One of them is somewhere in your mental fabric, you believe that hallucination is possible. Yeah. So your mental subconscious mind program, which is running all the time, it just doesn't reach the surface all the time, but it is always active in there. That now reaches the surface so you become an active ingredient in your conscious understanding. Okay. That is probably one of them, but there is another. Psychosis or mental images. Maybe there's three of them. One of them is based on a patent that was issued some 20, 30, 25, seven years ago. It's called voice to skull technology. That means that the somebody can send a microwave with an embedded message on it coded into it kind of like a radio wave mm -hmm. it's your mind and you can hear the voices you can actually even see things mm -hmm. it's patented u.s patent this is real and it's being used by the cia and other questionable agencies that's why some people say go out and do unspeakable things and they say oh i had to do it god told me to bull pucky it was something else that told them to do that and that <laughs> may have come from the outside embedded mm -hmm. on the waves of energy 
Okay, so what's a third? Because I have something in my mind here too. I wanted to mention. Third one, maybe there are intelligent thought forms, and there are spiritual entities that doesn't have our best interest at heart, and they have a way to impose thoughts in our mind that we think is our own. Uh, that's where I, I was going to ask you because, be, you know, obviously I, um, working as a nurse, I've seen many of these things and I've seen it happen before me. These people really do believe this is going on and it's happening. I've seen people murder people thinking because yeah. the radio told them, God told them, what have them. But for example, uh, there's a relative on Dell side, for example, there he was running around looking like the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger from the movie back probably early 80s, on a motorcycle, had a shotgun in the back of his jacket, all dressed in black leather. He wasn't trying to hurt anybody, but he was shooting at what he thought were demons. But then you hear people and you hear, like sometimes, don't get me wrong, I'm not qualified to diagnose, but it's pretty easy to tell when someone appears to be very ill, you know, with the mind versus there's people where I now look back and I think, you know what? Maybe they really were seeing things there that maybe we couldn't see, but they weren't necessarily mentally ill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And uh, now there are ways that you can use these kinds of energies because it all depends on your own mind. The power of the mind is never really understood by people. Now, I asked a little while ago that, um, do you think we can create things out of seemingly nothing? And I know we lost a few people right after that, but that's okay. We'll probably gain them back if they didn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yes, we can. Uh, Nori Love and I, we have created this mastermind. We have a phenomenal group of people together, and we bend the laws of physics sometimes to get things done. Because we do things that should not happen or could not happen according to the laws of physics as we know it. And uh, <clears throat> let me give you an example. Uh, about two months or so ago, there was uh, all kinds of uh, forest fires in Northern California. And uh, there was uh, one lady out there in Northern California, and uh, she called me and she just said, uh, I'm afraid my house is going to burn because uh, fires are coming closer and closer. Is there anything we can do with the mastermind to help? And I told her, yeah, we can probably. We, we just do it tomorrow when uh, we have the mastermind because tomorrow was Sunday. That we got together. We wrapped our mastermind around her, her house, and Northern California. And we visualized ourselves standing on a hill looking towards the fires and then seeing the rain coming down. Howling rain. The rain was on our head, hairs wet, water running down our face, our clothes were wet to the skin. My boots were filling up with water. And we watched. There were no fires. And we felt wonderful. I had great gratitude for already having accomplished this. We filled it with emotion. Intention of having this already done. 
and we filled it with love because we knew what it was going to do to save people's homes and also what it would do for the land. And when we were done, we continued for another hour with, you know, a deep discussion on different subjects that we do. And I, uh, after that, an hour after that, she called me and she said, it's raining. And I thought about that. I remember thinking about that and I asked, it is? I wasn't really even sure that if this was real because she had told us that, yeah, there were a few clouds in the sky out there, but there were blue skies in, in between and there were nothing out there that could create howling rain, was not that much moisture. So in a matter of an hour and a half or so, it had thickened up, turned dark and turned into howling rain. That should not have happened. Did you set a time frame with it or you just left it to the universe to decide when? Yeah, that's what, and this is what the Native American rainmakers do. They make it work too because they use the same spiritual language, the language that is understood by the unified field. Mm -hmm. And when we visualize that, it becomes real in the physical. We, we did another one just like that. And that was just uh, one Sunday, uh, one of the members, he uh, he uh, made the comment that uh, my wife is in the hospital with COVID, he said, and she's in a really bad way. And uh, let's do a mastermind on her. So we did that. We wrapped our mastermind around her and the hospital. We visualized her walking out of the hospital. And afterwards, I thought about that. Nobody walks out of the hospital, you're in a wheelchair. So we saw this, we visualized her perfectly healthy, walking out of the hospital. And of course, we added all the emotion and tension and love with it. So to the point where we got emotional about it. And uh, she was so bad off that the next day they were going to start the uh, Rendezvous and the um you know that's, very, that's what kills you yeah so and uh, and also the ventilator the next day and uh, i remember at the end i think uh, somewhere right after we did that i made the flippant comment that ah, she'll be back home tomorrow but the next day john called me and he said my wife is home the reason she was home is because the doctor said, you recovered so fast that there's no reason for us to keep you here anymore. This is the kind of stuff that you can do. Okay, and so I want to stop you there. I want to stop you there right there. So, okay, I love this. I believe in this. Okay, the power of the mastermind. But for people listening to this, and we're going to tell people how to join the mastermind and what have you, but how can people do this on their own? As a group, it makes it more powerful, but people can do this on their own. So how can they do this on their own? Everybody can create a mastermind and they should. A mastermind can be when two or more minds are united in harmony. They can create a third mind that has the potential mind power of the two or more of them multiplied by each other. If two people get together, brainstorm something and use this 
universal language of emotion, intention, gratitude for already having it now and fill it with love. See what good it can do for other people, what good it can do for a family. Fam, every family should have a family meeting every week and they can turn it into a mastermind. Yeah, but what? what if you're on your own, Augie? What if you're on your own and you want to do this for yourself? The other thing I'm going to add, and this is a reality, and I'm not trying to focus on negativity, you is some, some, sometimes with, with manifestation, you have to be careful who you share it with because not everybody, now you're talking about loved ones, loved ones you would think would have your back and want the same things to happen, but sometimes there are people out there that don't necessarily want you to achieve success, greatness, whatever it may be that you hope to manifest. I'm not saying that that's what happens all the time or reality, you know, like 100% of the time, but it can happen. So if somebody wanted to say, do this on their own, what would be the best way? Well, the thing is that you can do it by yourself. The two or more minds are united in harmony. But remember, according to quantum mechanics and entanglement, we are connected to everything and everybody. Okay. So if you're sitting by yourself, visualize someone else there with you. Love it. Okay. You can join minds with them. Pick, pick, a, pick a good person that you can relate to and wants the mm -hmm. same thing as you do. Mm -hmm. That will help. Even though, let's say that you have, like we do in the mastermind group, we visualize abundance and it is happening for a lot of people. There are windfalls that has happened. That's a but difficult one to be grateful for. Like you already have it when you know that maybe your rent is due, you're not going to be able to have enough money to make rent. And I'm bringing this up not to focus on the negativity, but these are real life scenarios for people that hopefully we can get them solutions to work around this, to be able to make this process work because it does work. Yeah. Um, having gratitude, I, I mean, creating gratitude in your mind for already having it now when you know you don't have it yet. That's a tough one yeah but you have to think outside of the box a little bit you have to know everything is connected past present and future is already in the unified field as a potential for creation so your your mind is not creating right here in the physical no it's creating it out there in the field where past present and future already exist as present so now you take that present and move it into the present here now it unfolds as a present here in your mind so you can see it having it being it or loving it here that's a hard one, Augie. I'm sorry it is. And I've told you even off here. Um, manifestation has been happening like crazy for me. But, and this is something I'm working on. And I'm sharing this because I think it's helpful for people with the way inflation is and, and what's going on. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck right now. Not everybody. And I would love everybody to be abundant. And, and money is just an energy. 
just like anything else here. And I believe that that's our birthright to be abundant on this planet as human beings. But the point I'm trying to make is, is it's, I understand about the gratitude part. I understand all that, but it, it is a real reality. Like if you can't make your rent or pay your bills and, and you're saying moving it, I, I, I understand what you're saying. But there'll be people that are listening to this that maybe don't understand some of these higher concepts. So, you know, obviously we'd be looking at gratitude, um, but it's convincing that mind that we think is what runs our reality and it doesn't your higher self uh, subconscious the whole bit it's on all the time you just mentioned it but how do we convince ourselves to move into that energy how do we practice you know what i'm saying like so that we don't go to a place of fear because that's where people go right away and then we start manifesting things we don't want to create like oh my god i'm going to be homeless oh my god i'm not going to have a roof over my head oh my god you know what i'm saying because this is how people are thinking Chances are that we should start thinking a little different. If we think about the our checkbook with $18.21 in it, that's all the mind's going to know. Okay, $18.21. So we'll yeah. keep it because that's a lot of emotion around that concept. So that's Absolutely. what you want. I'll help you keep it. You're right. That's what that's yeah. what I'm trying to go with this. So how do we change people's mindsets? to realize this we have to think different we know the problem we don't have to dwell on the problem all the time we now start thinking in possibilities love it okay yeah and here's an example okay can you see this check yes see I the number, the number. i can't i don't have my glasses on but $200 million. Okay. That is one check that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cash it. Okay. You don't because have a date I, on that or do you? It's in front of me all the time. Do you have it a date there. on it? It's, I, I have a date for it. Though I had to reset that date once because it passed. And now I got another date. Okay. And this is, it goes back to thinking in possibilities. I don't know exactly what source it would come from. And I don't you, care. Universe arranged. You can't. You can't. Because anytime it, it gets proven to you, and it will be, start small if you want, people. I'm telling you, it works. And it starts happening more and more and more faster. I'm getting goosebumps as I'm telling you this. And yeah. the thing is, okay, about the check, I think we're most people are very visual if they have their physical sight. A lot of people are. So it helps to have that written reminder, like you said. Now, there's one person I know who has done this, or they claim they have done it, and I choose to believe that they have. Jim Carrey wrote himself a $10 million check, and I think he dated it, and the date did come up. The exact day he signed a contract for $10 million, he put it into the future, and That's he right. achieved it. Hey, Dave, welcome. He says, hi, Laura Lee. Hi, Augie. And Debbie Schmoley said hi, too. I didn't get a chance to acknowledge her. I waved at her. Uh, Michelle says, I do it with parking spots. Oh, heck, yeah, that's a given. Parking spots. Okay, I yeah. want to share a quick story, Augie, very quickly. For example, lately it seems, okay, and I'm asking these questions because, like I said, I'm still working on the money um, manifestation. I know it's possible. I've made other things 
I shouldn't say I made them. I have manifested things to happen, including where I live right now. But um, it's like, I don't know if it's maybe the time of year, whatever it may be, but I do. And I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I think my belief is God or the universe, whatever you want to call it. Thank you. Thank you for the beautiful bed I had to sleep in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really try to live in gratitude, happiness, joy, love. If, if um, say I'm, I'm feeling a bit irritable or something, taking a look at that, unpacking it, what's causing this, why, and try to resolve it. Because I do everything I've said on here tonight, I truly believe. But this weekend, for example, and I don't know if it's so much with manifestation, but we're talking about the quantum and what have you. Okay, folks. So I was talking to my my boy's um, father and we were talking about our youngest son about something for uh, Christmas that he wanted. And we, it's a PS4 PlayStation 4 gaming system. And I think I'd found one on Facebook Marketplace for a good price. And as we were texting back and forth, I said, well, well, I'll talk to our oldest son later on this evening about it. He'll know more about these systems and we'll make sure it's exactly what we need. I literally ended the conversation and I got a message from my eldest son that said, hi, mom, what do you want to talk to me about? Message me. And I said, did you just talk to your father? He goes, no. I said, you're serious. You just, you didn't just talk to your father. And we're texting back and forth. He goes, no. Why? And I said, well, how did you know I want to speak to you? And he said, because whenever I see a dragonfly, I know uh, you want to speak to me. And I said, there's no dragonflies where we live in Ontario right now. We're heading into fall, almost winter. I said, where did you see a dragonfly? And he sends me a picture. He was at one of the local stores in the city here, a greenhouse, and they sell Christmas things, and there was dragonfly ornaments. And he had seen the ornament, and he knew I wanted to speak to him. So I thought, well, maybe he's just pulling my leg. So I messaged his father back. I said, did you just speak to our eldest son? He goes, no, I just finished speaking to you. So this is what I'm talking about. It's not quite the same thing with manifestation. But this is how we're able to all connect, right? So I just believe it's a possibility. And sometimes it's our own, we get in our own way, right? Yeah, the thing is that our minds are connected. Yours mm -hmm. and your son's mind is connected. I got the same thing with Nori. I can reach for the phone and the doggone thing rings and it's her. I, yeah. That's happened to twice or three times this last week. Mm -hmm. so, it's, you know, when you work with somebody, when you are around, when you talk emotionally about things, you get connected better and better. And we are that connected. I, and she had it too. And uh, when I called her and says, oh, I was about to call you. So these things happen. It's not unusual. It's that we always, well, not always, but most of the time we try to explain it away. Ah, yeah, wonderful coincidence, wasn't it? There are no coincidences because what I was just going to say, though, with manifestation, same thing. Like, I'm not even speaking it out loud. So the cynic in anybody could say, well, your, your cell phone's always listening. Your computer's always listening. I literally will think about it. Geez, I'd really like to pick up one of these things. And it could be something so unusual. And next thing I know, I'll be out and about. And it's the perfect price. It's the perfect color. It's the perfect ever. And I'm getting goosebumps as I'm telling you this. Like, and it's happening more and more and more often now. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is that you can do a lot with this masterminding by yourself and an imaginary friend or two people, 10 people, families. It could be a football club, could be a community, could be anything. You can create great things for your health also. I love that. Yeah. Let's say that you got a sore toe. I don't care what it is, or a hangnail, or a bad liver. You've been a lush all your life. You've a bad liver. And get a picture of a perfectly healthy liver. Look at it. And go through this process. Lowering your brainwave pattern right down into the alpha range of brainwaves. And see that being your liver. Feel the emotion of it. Intention of yes. I have this one. This is mine. And go through this. There's a process for you which you can learn if you, you know, join us on the mastermind. And I tell you what, I I found something that there is a I'm gonna take about 45 seconds and read this to you because this is so powerful. There's a guy in 1981, his his name was Morris Goodman. He, he was in a plane crash. And the doctors told him, well, you know, they didn't expect him to live. He was okay. so bad. He broke his back above the chest, severed the spinal cord, punctured his diaphragm, could only breathe on a ventilator. He could not move any part of his body. He understood the power of the mind and visualization, so he started on that and he kept with it for hours and hours every day, a short time, within weeks, he regenerated his diaphragm so he could breathe again. A few months, he regrew the spinal cord and the spine so he could walk again and the doctors were dumbfounded. This is what the mind can do. And this is something that we can do. Now, if you're by yourself, you have your mind power to do this. If you join a mastermind, we can do things like we did with John's wife in the hospital with COVID. One day and she was out It's of there. exponential. I'm just going to grab my plug-in. My cat, I think, unplugged it here. But can you explain why it works better with a mastermind? I'll give you one second, but hang on. Sorry, guys, I'm moving around here. Go ahead. Sorry. Are you there, Augie? Oh. Good. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, that's why I told you. Just go ahead. I was just grabbing the plug-in. I'm going to read something quickly. Heather Cooper says, hi, Laura Lee and Augie. Love this topic. It gives hope and coping and self-help skills. And that's what we were hoping for. We've got another Michelle Raven. It sounds like she's from Australia, too. Um, she's a beautiful soul. We got Joseph Popper Jr. says unbelievable. So carry on, Augie. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. See, things always works better when you understand what you're doing, and that's why I'm getting into the technicalities so much. Mm-hmm. Not just what we're doing, but who we are and what we are, as well as the environment around us. When we understand that, 
we can walk through this minefield so easy. Yeah. And that's why I'm going to take another 15 seconds to tell you about a, a physicist. His name is James Gates. He says that when we look deep in the equations that explain the fabric of space, we find computer language. Once and zero. zeros. Yes. And we didn't put them there, but they're there. We find them. And he said it is so organized. It cannot be there by accident. There's an intelligence that put it there. When you have computer language, I mean, when you have ones and zeros, you got a computer language. Mm -hmm. Computer languages are put together by an intelligence. Okay. So now we find that we live in a computer gener generated universe. In other words, we are in a simulation. The matrix. I don't care exactly about the computer language so much. I can accept that, but I'm really interested in who's sitting at the computer. I I was just thinking that, like who is sitting at the computer, but I, I don't know why I'm going to bring this up and I'm sure you'll know something about it if you don't. That's okay. We'll talk about it another time. But I, and again, when something shows up in my field more than twice in a very short period of time, I, it's like, hey, I need to take a look at this. Obviously, it's a message. I need to take a look at it. I have been noticing, and it's been something that's been out there for a long time. It's called the God particle or the strange coding almost within the DNA of human beings. And they're seeing it. They're almost pinpointing it now. And they're pinpointing it in what scientists used to call the junk DNA. Oh, Have you read yes. about that? I, you might even have sent me this, but so there well, you go. The, the term junk DNA is very much a misnomer because absolutely I do not really, they may be junk in DNA, that's I, something that is disconnected. They might be, but the majority of it has a purpose. And there is evidence for that. Here I go again, going back to the nuts and the bolts. We I need that. UCLA over in California in uh, several years ago, not that long, but several years ago, they did some DNA investigation on what they call um, uh, the young kids that uh, were pretty psychic. Mm -hmm. They checked the DNA and they found that the double helix was not totally a double helix anymore it had taken some of the junk dna assembled it into patches of third strands along there wow so, we had, so they had a third strand so they were talking about this about the you know the indigo children that's what they call it they had partially a third strand that was assembled by the junk DNA. So the junk DNA have a purpose. And a lot of it we don't know about. So now we control our DNA and that is evidenced through epigenetics. Mm -hmm. We can, by concentration and emotion and using that spiritual language, we can turn off bad markers that we may have 
and turn on the good markers. So let's say a bad genetic marker, that can be a marker that allows for easier for, let's say, certain disabilities to show up in your genetic code. If you turn mm -hmm. them off, they do not affect the genetic code anymore. And then you have the positive markers. That could be things that makes it easier for you to do certain things or be or have certain things. So that will be a benefit. And we can do that by the way we think and our environment by eating healthy food, hanging around positive people. The, all the, the narcissists and everything, just kick them out of mm -hmm. your existence. And that's a problem sometimes because sometimes those people are family. I'm so glad you said that because that's the problem. Yeah. And I'm going to add something very quickly to this, Augie, if that's okay. And I never would tell people what to do, but I'm going to tell you. I don't usually talk about these things on my podcast, but I, Augie and I have talked about many things we'll say on a podcast. I don't usually talk about these things on a podcast, but um, I agree with you. A lot of times it's fam family. What's that, Augie? One of these days we should talk about some of the stuff that we talk about off the air. <laughs> 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 what I was going to add to support what you're saying, it took me 43 years to realize something, and I was very, very ill. I almost died when I was 32, didn't know what was wrong with me. Hospital just about killed me. I was uh, sent to Toronto. I couldn't eat, didn't drink for six weeks. I was on end stage of life uh, nutrition, the whole bit, okay? And I was doing everything I could to start healing myself. And I started seeing a naturopath. And she asked me, what was your childhood like? And I kind of turned that away and went, you know what, I, I'm not a victim. I don't want to talk about this. But then it opened some doorways for me to look at things. And I realized because I wasn't processing a lot of the things that I went through in childhood, I was internalizing it. And it was literally eating me alive, if you will, the illnesses. But my whole point of sharing this is, uh, and again, I'm not a victim and I don't choose to be. I believe everything, I always say embrace everything that we encounter because it makes us who we are today. But my point is, I realized that many of us have the same situation with toxic individuals, toxic family members, especially around us. And what really helped was I realized the only thing I could change is what I did, what I thought how I reacted, what I chose to do. And I realized, and, I, I, and I'm not telling people to do this, I cut ties. It was difficult, but I did. I would not be doing what I'm doing today. I would not be where I am, where I am today. I have never been healthier in my life doing what I'm doing. And I believe it was because I came to the realization that only I could control what I did, not that I even control, but what I'm trying to say is I, people only change, I think, when they have an impetus to change, when they want to change. So I think we need to turn that inwards, that we have to look at those type of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the thing is that we control how we react and how Thank we you. interact with our surroundings including people of negative vibrations. that's what i was trying to say and i knew by i was 
I was looking at you going, Augie's going to say this so much better yeah. than I will, but exactly how we react. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we control that. Mm -hmm. But if we are constantly around people that brings us down and yeah. impose that negative vibration on it, yeah. it will be very difficult to break away altogether because you got constant flow of negative innovation that you are uh, submerged in. Mm -hmm. There are some times when you need a break and mm -hmm. that break may be total separation. Mm -hmm. And I don't care. I say this and I catch some flack for it, but sometimes it's within the family. I agree. That's why I shared what I did. Michelle yeah. just said, thanks for sharing that. But it's true. I realized that, you know what, you don't get, you get to choose your friends, but you don't get to choose your family. And I, I just love what you said, Augie, that we get to choose how we react. And when you're, I didn't know any differently. I didn't know. Yeah. And when I took that break, like you said, and stepped away, it was the best thing I ever did. And another thing that can make it somewhat simpler. Mm -hmm. And um, by being who we want to be most of the time mm -hmm. may not be the same as who we are. But the longer you are who you want to be and the more you embed yourself in that, the more you will become like that. And the more you hang around people of higher vibration, more spirituality or intellect or whatever you're looking for, the more you will become like them. So choose your friends and you can associate with people. Don't have to be in the presence of them. You can read their books, watch their videos, read their lectures and uh, talk to them on the phone or at a distance. That is still association that brings their vibration to you and can raise you to their level. And I have been very lucky. I've been able to do that over the decades. I, uh, yeah, and I'm I'm doing it right now, actually, with you. Well, thank and you. And I'm doing it during the week with Nori. Well, you know she what happened though when we met, and I met Nori shortly after. Was on my our old network. I'm not bringing it up, but my point is, my guest had canceled, and I used to do a show every night Monday through Friday. And my producer happened to suggest you, and oh, Augie yeah. and I got on the phone, and it was like we knew each other our whole lives, <laughs> talking nonstop. <laughs> yeah, you need her back on again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Nori. Absolutely. Well, Michelle Pratt, I want to uh, read this comment because I'm so glad people are finding this helpful, Augie. Not that we talked about, we wanted people to be able to utilize some of the things we were going to talk about tonight. And I said, I'm going to bring up some real life. Not that Augie's not living in real life here, but again, we get to choose our thoughts, but we run into people. We all do. They're having a tough time right now. So I said, I'd really love to be able to give people things that they can use to help change their lives because Michelle said it's hard with family because they are family and family is blood and I'm yeah. glad you brought that up and yes they are blood I'm going to tell you there's a favorite quote I have and um, it goes something to the effect of um, family doesn't begin and end with blood 
So, and it comes from the, it comes from actually the TV show, Supernatural, believe it or not. And it's one of my favorite quotes from there. I'm not doing it justice. It's on my phone. Otherwise I'd read it to you. I'll, I'll look it up when Aki's talking, but I think it's so important to realize, yes, they are blood, yeah. but you know what? Some, like, like I think between what Augie said and I said tonight, like if you can't, maybe you can't stop it, but, um, you can choose how much time you want to spend with them or, or where and when, right? Augie, if you absolutely can't make that cut. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need to seek these things out. And uh, we don't necessarily need to hang around our brother-in-law and, you know, he's mm -hmm. never done anything in his life to speak of, but he is your advisor on both economics and life. Uh, yeah, take that. Uh, keep the salt shaker really close by when you talk to him because you <laughs> need it. But there are, and I'm going to give you a hint. Here's something that I wrote a book that has helped an awful lot of people. And it's uh, pretty close to five stars on Amazon. And this book here, I teach you how to use your mind in ways that is normally thought of as impossible. Spiritual science, higher conscious thinking, and how to access the universal consciousness. In there, I speak about things like this. I have a lot of methods that you can uh, use to raise your vibration. In fact, I even talk about how you can time travel and how you can do astral travel and things like that. So it gets a little deep in there. But... Go to Amazon and look at all the subjects that is written about in it, and you just might find something that is of interest. Absolutely. Okay, this is the quote, and it says, A wise man once told me, family doesn't end in blood, but it doesn't start there. Either family cares about you, or sorry, either family cares about you, not what you can do for them. Family is yeah. there through the good, the bad, all of it. They've got your back even when it hurts. And this is the point they were making on the show. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I used to watch this. And the reason why I love this quote is because they chose who their family was. And it wasn't blood family. It was people exactly what they said, had each other's back mm -hmm. and supported each other, if you will. They had the same vibration. They they had like-minded goals. They Like I said, they were there through the thick yep. and thin of it all. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always have to be blood is what the point of it all was yeah mm -hmm. and the, another thing that we need to remember is that family doesn't necessarily have to be blood family i okay. have family within the mastermind group mm -hmm. and the people that you talk and deal with and associate with all the time becomes family mm -hmm. If you have the same vibration, looking for the same things and have similarities, it becomes family. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is something that a lot of people, they think, yeah, my brother-in-law is a jerk and he's tried to screw me over probably about eight times by now, but he's family, so I should support him. Exactly, exactly. And that's where I was trying to go with that quote too. Exactly what you're saying, Augie. My family, 
I have the people around me that I choose to have around me in a smaller circle because I know they have my back. I know, like we're talking about manifesting. I've got something that I may be wanting to manifest. I know that there may be not be smiling in front of my face, in front of me and behind my back going, how dare her? She doesn't deserve this. They would never do that because we have each other. And are we related by blood? No. Yeah, but I know they're on the same vibration, the same quest for knowledge, the same many positive um, interests, many, like there's so many interesting conversations, um, I'm, you know, just thoughts and discussions and, but support when you need it. Like if there was something, something terrible happening, for example, I could call them in a heartbeat and I know they'd be there and they know the same of me. I think that that's family, like you said, but being around people that uplift you and love you for who you are and you the same for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I I think that uh, Dave says uh, the spirit doesn't always get to choose the family they're born into. There are karmic attributes as well. Well, it appears that way. But on the other hand, I remember the incident. Uh, why is narcissism so prevalent today, Yara? <laughs> it's true. Hey. Yeah, it is true. I think we have but, an epidemic. Yeah, but I, I, I'll let you figure that one out, Heather, because uh, there's so many different reasons. Most of it is from outside imposed in stimuli because we are told oh it's all about the money you got to make more money otherwise you're you're nothing and the self the ego is built up by the media and everything on the outside of you to the point where nothing is more important than me so yeah but then again if you hang around people you gotta like look out for number one i've heard that one lots you gotta look out for number one nobody else gonna look out for you except number yeah. one or you know the other thing is service to self at service to self and i i think i learned this lesson very young in life that working in palliative care i can tell yeah. you i've never met one person that was terminally ill and i've looked after people that are multi multi-millionaires to the poorest person on the planet practically I'm, I'm being facetious here but my point is I have never met a human being that has said geez I wish I'd made more money I wish I'd done this the people have regrets maybe that they put things off instead of doing it when when they could have or or had the whim to do it but it was I wish I let the people around me that I love know how much I love them several times a day and what mm -hmm. have you because you can't take all this stuff it's just stuff including money yeah and the thing about it is that in order to have something different you have to do something different and that could involve different thinking different visualizations of what you want mm -hmm. so if people don't do anything different why should they expect anything different was it albert einstein that said the definition of um, idiocy is create, uh, doing something over and over again and expecting yeah. the same result. <laughs> kind yeah, of the and uh, he said another thing too that we shouldn't really waste our time trying to uh, convert people to the way we think. I think he said something like to win an argument with an intelligent person is difficult, 
to win an argument with an idiot is damn near impossible. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> I learned a long time ago. I'm not trying to convince any anybody or anything. I just tell them what I think and what I do. And if they accept it, that's fine. If not, then that's okay too. But I think we brought up some interesting points before we navigate into, because I know there's people here that want to know how to connect with spirits and ghosts and, and loved ones mm -hmm. maybe on the other side. But that if anything, if life isn't going the way you want it to go and you're not happy, you're miserable, you're stuck, you don't know why you're here. Because believe me, I've heard many of these things and it's with no judgment, but I meet a lot of people that are feeling that something is there, something different is there, but they're just not sure what it is, this stuck feeling, or why am I here? Why not try some of these things? What yeah. have you got to lose? Or joining like a like-minded group, mm -hmm. like the mastermind, or like-minded individuals who are, are talking about these these topics and, and teaching you different techniques to try and things like this, because you got nothing to lose, especially if you're not happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I want to just dwell a little bit on our environment that I love it. we are in. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe this environment isn't quite what it appears to be. But when we get incarnated in per here, where do we come from? Mm -hmm. uh, we spent the whole hour and something on uh, manifestation here, and uh, I think we covered that one fairly well. Let's maybe touch on what is outside of this physical so-called life. I would call it more so a physical existence. Mm -hmm. and existence is not necessarily life. True. Yeah, so... If you ask me, is there life after death? What do you think I would tell you? Absolutely, that we're infinite. <laughs> we are. What if, what if I tell you no? I, I'm going to be all ears for this because, one. It'll be something new. Because there is no such thing as death. There is only a continuation. Okay, now you're doing wordplay on me, Augie, because I'm on the same page as you. <laughs> I know I had, you, I had you worried there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking, hmm, is there something I'm missing here? <laughs> yeah. The thing is, um, an, uh, that's the age-old question. And a lot of people say, oh, pff, there's no evidence for that. Evidently, those people haven't done the research. I agree. There is thousands and thousands of people that had near-death experiences. And uh, those experiences are very much the same. I've studied it professionally and personally for yeah. 40 they, years. And I think I had a near-death experience as a toddler. I'm like almost 99.9% .9 sure I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even science now have found that there is more than one universe and one existence. I agree. Uh, um, I think it was uh, Stephen Hawking that said that, let's see, what did he say? He has found at least nine different universes. Mm -hmm. But he also said, if I extend the equation, I probably find more. Agreed. 
So what I have discovered, both from my universal download and from what I'm reading science journals and stuff, that there, there may be, especially within quantum mechanics, that there may be an unlimited amount. But I agree. Unthinkable amount of different existences that we may create within our mind by making different decisions at different time. We create different timelines going into the future in different directions. And every new timeline creates a new existence that goes on as long as you keep your mental and spiritual energy in it. But okay. then again, what happens to the old one? That quantum mechanics is divided on that. And when you create a new timeline, some say that the old one collapses to nothing because your mind is no longer in it to fuel it. Okay. And then there are others that say that, wait a minute, you put mental and mind energy into that timeline and we know that energy cannot be destroyed so they say that yeah the old timeline continues and so does the new one so you may be in more than two timelines going into two different existences two different levels of existence in the same universe Oh, I've got so many thoughts going through my head, including, what is it? Um, it was an Indian proverb about the wolf that you feed. I remember that. I don't remember the whole thing about it, but the reason I mention it is, okay, I'm not telling people what to think, but you know, I understand as some people in the spiritual world will say that the more karma you create on this planet, the more that you have to, so many times you have to come back to clear this karma. And to me, it just seems to me, and it's just my thoughts, it just seems so, like I understand maybe to have the experience if you've done something say really awful in this lifetime going into the next so that you get to feel things from the same perspective as the pain they say you caused in this lifetime. But to me, if the past, present and future is all happening at the same time and there's an infinite number of timelines, it makes more sense to me rather than the karma idea that what you just said right there, Augie, that everything that we create with our thought creates another timeline, that makes more sense to me because it just like, I don't know, to create karma and that you have to have a lifetime where you have no karma and then you don't have to come back. I think that's a human concept. That makes more sense to me, what you just said to me right there about the timelines. Yeah, and especially for the, the major we mentioned before that we can't choose our family, but we can choose our friends. Maybe that's not quite right either, because I remember before I was born, I went back a long time ago. I even went back in under hypnosis and found it as well as I saw myself in the download. I was there with other entities standing around, kind of like a table looking thing. And I saw I've heard that many times and I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I had a choice of, I believe it was three different life experiences. Mm -hmm. And evidently I chose this one. Yeah. Because here I am. And I don't know what the others were. I don't remember anything about that. But there were other entities with her. It um, looks like maybe four, five. 
and they call themselves the guardians of the soul okay. and they were there helping me decide a life experience that would be most to my advantage in my yeah. spiritual growth that i agree with yeah mm -hmm. yeah so mm -hmm. when i chose my family i made the choice mm -hmm. yeah nobody chooses i agree with you we're now we're getting into other concepts here because i agree with you i agree that when we do have an incarnation into a physical body the, yeah. yes we choose our parents a lot of people don't like to hear that if maybe you haven't had a brady bunch existence for those of you that are old enough to remember the brady bunch from tv that life is wonderful and great parents or leave it to what is it the um, beaver or whatever the june cleaver from the 50s and basically when you don't have less than ideal parents and you have a less than ideal life situation and what have you but yes there's a reason why i think we choose the parents that we choose depending on why you know some of the lessons i believe that we've chosen for our soul in this incarnation if you will to help evolve our soul that i agree with yeah, and uh, I, I hear people say that, you know, I'm never going to come back to this Oh, place I know. Again. I hear that all the time. It's like, you have no idea. You're not who you are here. You're not even close to who you are, who you truly yeah. are from a soul energy. <laughs> but the thing is that when you're standing around the table or however it will happen for you, there are others that under hypnosis has gone back and seen it, and they've seen it in different settings and you want to pile all this stuff on i want to have this and i want to have that and i want to have this and then you have yeah. the guardians there guiding you and counseling you basically letting you you are going to have to live this lifetime <laughs> yep mm -hmm. yeah and that's uh you're gonna make a decision and either it's coming back or doing something different you will be doing something so uh you might, I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday that, you know, at least in my own mind at the beginning of this journey many years ago, I used to believe, yes, we reincarnate, yes, what have you. But I had, I was of the mind that we would just reincarnate into a, the future. But yeah. because time is a man-made concept, who's to say that maybe there's something my soul wants to experience or learn? I could incarnate in the past right i there's no time on the other side so it doesn't mean that you're only going to move into the future right you can pick your timeline you can pick your planet planet family. you can pick the time that you will be born you theoretically could pick a time three thousand years ago in egypt i agree mm -hmm. though from what i understand is that that doesn't happen a lot because most people say well we already know been about there. Already been there. we're more concerned about what are we going to develop in the future so um, then again you don't necessarily have to pick a time on earth that's what I was saying, I was trying to say it quietly because you had started to speak. But yeah, we it could be a different planet. It could be different universe. It could be anything, right? Yeah, I remember a lifetime on a ship in space that was what I would consider thousands of miles long. Yes, I know that sounds ridiculous, but we have oh, pictures of one like that. I'm excited hearing this. 
yeah, uh, on the outs right outside of the ring of Saturn, mm -hmm. there are pictures that NASA has taken of a 3,000 mile long cigar shaped ship mm -hmm. that was there in one picture and slightly after it was gone. So, yeah, they are out there. And uh, I remember that lifetime when I was on that ship, and that ship is so big, it is more, more like a planet. So that's where people get born, they live their lives, and they die. They never set foot on a planet, some of them. Okay, so that's so interesting, because I was telling you this last night. Um, again, I don't watch a lot of TV, but uh, my partner, Dal, I'll give him a shout out. He has his show, The Delicious Recipe, not a cooking show. Augie's been on it Thursday nights. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. He was watching the TV series Halo. It's based on a video game. I never played the video game. I was watching this, this um, TV show, particularly because the main character was from a very intriguing TV series that, again, Dell watched that I did get kind of pulled into a couple of years back called American Gods very true to real life actually if you kind of look at it and you're aware of if there were gods in the past versus the gods of today like internet media and what have you very interesting anyways he played a leprechaun that was like six foot six um in american gods he's now the main character in halo there's a reason why i'm telling this because i was sharing this with augie yesterday and messaging back and forth we were talking about this show and it's set in the future with aliens and they're in a war with aliens people um there's ships going around the galaxy from from earth and what have you and there's a set of four super soldiers called the silver team that have been genetically modified like incredible no. strength and everything okay and there's an alien artifact involved the whole thing okay i was watching this it was addicting the aliens a whole bit but the thing that was so freaky was I wasn't seriously like just thinking about the show all day, but I would get flashes of like this. I don't know if this was based on some kind of reality or something somebody channeled, but it's like it existed or it's into the future already. And I'm getting goosebumps as I'm telling you this, like I could not shake this, like either I had experienced this or something to that effect. How crazy. I'm talking about all kinds of crazy things tonight. <laughs> yeah. It could very well be because remember, <clears throat> the Jane East, she said unlimited possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How far do we allow ourselves to believe that the term unlimited can go? Do we even understand unlimited as human no. beings, really? In order to carry that out, we have to have total acceptance of it. We have to accept that there is unlimited possibilities. So, well, we're, we're mentally, we're struggling with this one. Because there are things that we look out in nature and say that is absolutely impossible to do. Mm -hmm. Until we start thinking in possibilities and possibly if needed, in order to create that unlimited possibility, we may have to start another timeline because the one we have have too many restrictions in it. So we start another one where that could be possible. And we can do that by making different decisions. 
this is bordering on time travel but do you think that you can go back and change the past i think you could yeah the reason i'm saying the yes you can is because there are scientific experiments that is proven that it works Okay, well, Deborah Jane E, thank you for being here. She says, thinking outside of the box is key. What I always say is, I like to think like there is no box. Not even outside the box, there is no box. Because then I think we start talking about unlimited possibilities, right? Yeah, remember, there is no spoon. <laughs> yes, I've heard that one before. Yeah. So, I can do a different show with you every time about this. I know you're going to finish. I want to let you finish that because I wanted people to hear because I think this is important too. how to connect with spirit. The five ways you've talked about that work without fail. But go ahead and finish your thought, please. Uh, I was on what's after what we call death. There is some evidence to the fact that, yes, there is something because through infrared cameras, we are able to take pictures of entities standing right in front of you, but you can't see them by looking at you through your eyes. Mm -hmm. There's something there. Also, in, uh, let's see, I think it was about 2000, no, 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 1907, there was a doctor named Duncan McDoodle. Mm -hmm. He wanted to find oh. a way to prove that the soul exists. <laughs> So he found six people over a period of time that was just about to die. So he put them on industrial, very sensitive industrial scales. And they were observed 24-7. And right at, so he, he measured the weight. You know, when they ate something, of course, the weight went up. And then when they uh, urinated, then the weight went down. So they measured this and they logged it. Mm -hmm. And right at the time, slightly after the time of death, for the next short period of time, the scale suddenly showed a quick decrease of weight mm -hmm. of about three quarters of an ounce. That is 21 grams for you guys mm -hmm. over in Europe. What happened? All of these six people saw a decrease of weight. There were some that was a little bigger. There was close to 30 uh, grams. But mm -hmm. every one of them had a quick decrease in weight. Something left the body. So he turned around and he said, I have proven the soul exists. Because something left the body. There you have it. Now, <laughs> Something left the body, but it wasn't the soul because soul is entirely non-physical. It could not have a weight. What I know now is that what left the body was the astral vehicle because that has an affinity to the physical existence. And in fact, I have seen that because in this very house uh, about five years ago, there was an older man that died. And about 10 minutes after he died, I was standing in the doorway looking in his bedroom. And I kind of uh, mentally said goodbye, you know, and just, you know, reached for him, whatever he, wherever he went. Uh, good luck on, on the trip. 
And then I saw this gray substance just very quickly lift the body and pew, went out through the ceiling. It just finally 45 degree angle right out through the ceiling. And it was kind of longer. It almost could look like maybe a body like structure. And I knew, aha, that was the astral vehicle that left. Have you ever seen there's a video and it's with a life flight helicopter and somebody was videotaping it? I, mean, I think I know you have, but for our listeners, I'll let them know. Um, and you were right. Um, Augie, Deborah says, I read about the study also. Yep. It's a pretty famous study, Deborah, it, that you just talked about, Augie. But with yeah. this video, if you haven't seen it, check it out because it's out there. It was just taken within the last couple of years. And as the life flight helicopter starts to take off, apparently the patient on board died. And at the moment they died, it was caught on video exactly what you're talking about. That gray mist just yeah. shooting up uh, with light, actually. It had some light and mm -hmm. shot right up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they ride straight up through the ceiling and of the helicopter and straight up. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there is something there that is leaving. And, of course, what I saw was in the daytime, so I didn't know if that gray substance actually had light with it. If it had been dark, I probably would Probably, see. yeah. And it was so momentary. And as we know, Augie, with the spirit world, a lot of times camera... Uh, audio recordings can pick up things that our human senses can't necessarily pick up too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. that's the thing that uh, once we start looking into these things, it becomes fascinating and m most people would like to know more. Mm -hmm. And then when people drop the body, there are some commonalities in what happens afterwards. Many of them, very many of them find themselves going through a tunnel. And now I'm talking about near-death experiences specifically. <clears throat> They're going through the tunnel, and by the time they get to the other end, they may get through it. And then, you know, they see wonderful things on the other side, buildings and people in white robes and people they know and all kinds of things on the other side there. But somebody at one point comes and tell them, sorry, you can't stay here. You got to go back. It's not your time. You got more work to do. Go back. And you may argue with them. That, no, no, no. It feels wonderful. I want to stay. Heck with that place. But you end up going back. I've then, seen some people have a choice to stay too. I've seen there's been accounts of people that have had a whole grand tour of the whole place. Most people I have found over the 40 years, and I've talked with people who have arrested, meaning having a cardiac arrest, we were able to revive them and been so blessed and honored that they've actually shared some of their experiences. And you know that when they say they were floating over top of their body and watching what was going on, there is no way some of the things they were able to share, they would have known or traveling around the hospital in astral form and knowing stuff that you could prove happened that there's no way they would know. But um, like I said, it just depends, I think, on their experience. And I also think it depends on what your belief system is before you pass away. Wouldn't you yeah. agree? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and uh, there's one good example on that. It was one doctor. He was a total atheist. I know who you're talking about. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you pro probably do. He was doing an operation on somebody and uh, after an accident and the person died on the operating table. And uh, they was fighting with him for a little while and uh, they got him back. So he started breathing again and the heartbeat and everything came back. And then afterwards, the doctor talked to him and he said, well, we, we got you back. He says, uh, he, and the person said, yeah, I know. But uh, I saw something when I was gone. I went through the ceiling and I could look around. I could see the city and I could see everything in the doctor. You know, he just blew out his nose. You know, he didn't believe any of that. But then the person said something. There, there was a ventilation pipe, he says, and next to the pipe, there was a tennis shoe laying there. And uh, that person has never been on the roof of that hospital. And the doctor said, oh. okay, sure, yeah. So he got puzzled. He told somebody else, and they said, well, let's look on the, on the roof. So they went up there, and by golly, there was the tennis shoe next to the ventilation pipe. Mm -hmm. And that changed the mind on the doctor. He realized he was wrong in being a total atheist, believing that this life is all there is. Now he knew there was something after. I thought you were going to say Dr. Eben Alexander. And oh, yeah. Okay, but for people that don't know, you may know, but for those of you who listen who don't very quickly, same thing. Neurosurgeon who was an atheist, did not believe in anything past his lifetime. He ended up getting meningitis and falling into a deep coma. He had a near-death experience. He now yeah. travels the world. He's written books. He talks about it and what's happened. Um, I've had somebody on my show, they didn't have a near-death experience, by the way, I'm going to share this. So you don't always have to have a near-death experience, by the way. This involves astral travel. His name yeah. is uh, Garnet Schulhauser. And Dell, again, listening to many documentaries, I was working on something creative, um, St. Floor, and I heard this man starting to speak and I went, holy cow, I got to hear more about this. This man is a, was a lawyer for 40 years, I believe in Calgary, Alberta. He went out for lunch one day and he runs across this homeless man who said exactly what a homeless man was, all dirty, he said stinky, he goes, normally I would have walked around him and not even spoke to him, but he looked at me and it was his eyes. They were the most incredible, I think he said aquamarine color. And he said, I felt the most unconditional love from this individual. And he said, the gentleman locked eyes with me and walked around the corner, looked like he went into a shop and he couldn't find him. And he couldn't get him off his mind. He kept looking for him. He finally found him a couple days later sitting on a park bench. He started to talk. The man said his name was Albert and it was his spirit guide. They ended up having a couple conversations and then Albert has taken Garnet on all kinds of adventures through astral travel, through to heaven, to see his family, to be able to go to different planets, to be able to communicate with all different ETs and aliens. This man is fascinating, did not have a near-death experience, but he, I said, I kept saying to him the whole time during the interview, Oh my gosh, the gifts you were given to not have to experience that, but through your guide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and um, when he went through the tunnel like that, it may not have been, or ended up in heaven, so to speak, that may not have been an astral travel because that, that astral vehicle usually hardly ever makes it out of the astral worlds, but the consciousness can go to anywhere and any when. I'm using his terminology. He Maybe he said lucid dreaming. I might have used the wrong term. Nonetheless, he's written books about it, and yep. I I, all of them are, um, I think, like Dancing with Angels is this most recent one. But all that was asked of him, for whatever reason, he was given this information. And to come from the kind of background he did to what he's doing now, he's a quantum health transformation uh, hypnotherapist. He does all kinds of stuff, right? Um, he wasn't looking for this. And mm -hmm. The only thing that he was asked is that what he learned on these voyages and still continues to from time to time is that he mm. write books about it and share it with humanity. Very interesting. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I want to touch on something else, too, that may at one point somewhere in the future may help somebody. And that is that after somebody dropped the body, and they find themselves away from the body, looking back at themselves and said, gosh, you know, why am I here when I'm over there too? And then now they find out that they're drifting off somewhere because you are being drawn somewhere. Sometimes they go through the tunnel or some towards the light or that part is good. But there are some people that find themselves in absolute total darkness. I agree. And there is scary in there because you don't see anything. You don't know where you are. And you may hear voices of others in that darkness saying, is anybody else here? They are stuck in there too. Mm -hmm. so now, don't stay there. You don't have to be there. There are two ways that you can get you out of there very fairly quickly. Then one of them, let's say you have your mom already passed on, your dad or your uncle or somebody, call them. I don't mean call them on the phone. Send a mental message saying, I am free. Come and help me. Come and bring me home. Send them a mental message because a very good likelihood they will hear it because you are connected with them also. They could get the call and they will come and bring you home. Or the other one is think of, start visualizing a light in the distance until you put some energy into that, see that light and then go towards it. And you will find it and you go through it and you'll be in a different place. Now, then we have some people out there that say, don't go to the light because that's a trap. I've heard that one too, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they can back anything up what they're saying. They have no evidence of what they're saying to that effect. But there is evidence to the light because all the testimonies of people coming back. The people that are saying, don't go to the light, because then you get caught in the reincarnation trap. Yes. Or you're going to end up in the other, you know, the downstairs place, you know, next to the furnace. 
that doesn't really exist. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The light has a certain energy with it. It's an intelligent source of spiritual capacity that you can join with, you can learn from, you can be with, and you find your, yeah, moth Stephen. Hey, thank you, Michelle. Moth That's why I highlighted it. Light. Mm -hmm. What do they know that we don't know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's. I've actually, I'm going to mention this quickly, and I have a theory about this. I think we might have talked about it on one show, Augie, but over the years, and you don't hear it very often, it's kind of akin to what you described, but some people will describe what they believe to be a hellish experience. I have a theory why I believe it may happen, besides the obvious, maybe religious dogma, they're... they're thinking what may await them, um, you know, hell, whatever. But I also believe, and I've seen some stories to kind of back it up physically, that it's almost like, I think people that have almost passed away, like they might maybe have one or two breaths every one or two minutes. Um, their heart rate might be in the 20s or lower even. So they're barely, barely, barely alive. To anybody looking at them, they would basically almost appear dead, right? I think they almost get stuck, if you will, in the lower astral planes. And and that's why, whereas when somebody passes away, they it's like they rise right up, they're drawn, they go to the light. And I've seen it and then heard people's experiences because of it. And I know you have. What's, what's your thoughts on this? The lower astral worlds or dimensions it's not the place to stay no but i meant why some people very rarely will have a near-death experience which they will describe as i went to hell or what it is and those are what my thoughts are maybe why someone may to just two reasons why they may have had that type of experience besides the fact that maybe it was an experience they chose for themselves before they incarnated that would teach them something for their soul. There's So there's three reasons, but what's your thoughts about why that might happen? Um, let me answer that the long way around. Uh, first of all, we are told, and it's mostly true, that no one dies alone. There's sure. always someone there. there is. But not always. Once in a while, there's somebody just unexpectedly go and Whoever was there to receive them either wasn't there yet or just didn't know or there just was an accident. As an astral traveler, I know that what you find out there in the lower astral worlds, other dimensions, are usually people that had next to no spiritual experience or knowledge. They have no clue of what's going on. So they... They think that, you know, this life is all there is, and when it's over, it's done. I'm just nothing from there on. And then they suddenly find themselves out there, and that's, wow, boy, was I wrong. Now what? What, what, what am I going to do? What is this? They have no clue, so they don't know where to go. Unless someone is there waiting for them and say, yeah, I know you're surprised, but come with me. Let's go home. Of course, I'm playing on words here, but it's kind of what it is. Now... On the other hand is there are people because of what you mentioned religious dogma or disbelief or being scared of hell they may 
possibly that's a very very small percentage not very even maybe one percent that find mm -hmm. themselves in a place where they it looks like hell you see fires and you people in the in the fires screaming and carrying on because that's what they expected because they did something in the past was so bad that they were totally convinced they were going to hell mm-hmm now except for i think there is a that's not a rule because i just happened to know a guy that was a sniper for the u.s army in vietnam and he had i think 20 or 21 registered kills but he shot somebody in cold blood at a distance and afterwards he came back and he caught religion and he was totally convinced that he was going to go to hell one day and then he had a near-death experience mm-hmm. where there was somebody there and taking him home and showing him around and it was wonderful there was love everywhere and he came back and now was convinced that boy was i wrong hell doesn't even exist from mm-hmm. there on he <coughs> thought it was going to hell but he realized that he didn't have to so if you find yourself in a place where you it looks like hell or something that is really bad you can think yourself out of there by calling someone call your mom or whoever is all passed on say come and get me i i need to go home i don't like it here or you can visualize yourself out of there we got Help. five minutes left, Augie, because Augie's going to go to the mastermind. He's ducking yeah. out five minutes early. So what can we tell people how to connect with spirit quickly? And then we might have to pick up this conversation again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Is, this went fast. It always does, Augie. You and I get into the deepest conversations. I love when you're on my show because yeah. we, I never know where we're going to go, but I always know it's going to be good. <laughs> so much we didn't get to talk about uh maybe you just have to come back i mean with astral travel or hi nori there's five different ways where you can get to actually speak with ghosts and communicate with them and it works about every time and we should make a show on that you want to do that should we leave them hang we got nori here this is nori love she's uh Augie's co-host, you want to leave them hanging? We'll give them one and then we'll build on it. How about that? And then we'll tell them they got to come back and hear the show on the whole thing. We'll build a whole show on it. She's got so much to talk about. She needs a couple hours too. I know. It's, yeah. Well, maybe now that my show is earlier, because I was looking at the banner the last time I had yeah. you on and I changed it up this time, but that's why my show was later. Now it's early. So maybe we can nab Nori for the next one too. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I got one last message to people. Okay. How about that? Okay. And that is that it is your responsibility to stay do whatever it takes even if it turns into a little bit of effort do what you can to stay healthy that's our responsibility not the doctor's responsibility and we need to find supplements that can supplement our food which the food has no minerals in it anymore that's all depleted for the most there's very little nutrition in it so we need to i just put on um, my facebook page i, I put, copied it yeah all the supplements that i take and there's one more thing that i do 
uh, I've added to it since I did that, and that is Isaiah. It becomes clearer and clearer to me that it is very important both for longevity and keeping the body healthy. And uh, I don't sell that, but um, talk to Nori. She can explain more about what mm -hmm. that is all about and how it can benefit us. And I guess we... Uh, well, you got to tell people where to find you, how to sign up for the mastermind yeah. and what have you, because you guys, they've got the mastermind right after this. I had asked Augie, but there's no way to send you guys the link. So he's going to tell you how you can get the link for the next one. I think it's, is it Wednesday night, the next one? August? Yes. Okay. yes. Um, if you want to be part of something incredible, uh, creating a future that you might just dream about, send me an email uh into the mastermind and i'll send you some information and a link so you can come and have a look uh send that email to the mastermind connection at gmail.com the mastermind connection at gmail.com and i'll send you some information on the link and also to connect with the uh, nori and me on the our um podcast and radio show which we go out on 17 different platforms now and that is at broadcastteamalpha.com or on youtube that's the easiest way that's the one we monitor on youtube uh, monitor the chat room so you can talk to us during the show that's uh, broadcast team alpha also on youtube and what uh, night do you guys do that tuesday night soggy uh, Tuesday night at 8 o'clock East Coast time and uh, 5 o'clock uh, West Coast, I guess. And, uh, yeah, the, that's it. And, and then uh, you've got augie-nost.com, too, because you've got all your pictures, yeah, all kinds yeah. of stuff on there, right? Yeah, there is, uh, but... Um, the better website yet for going to the picture gallery on broadcastteamalpha.com and there's 5,000 unbelievable Oh, so pictures. you've transferred everything over there then now, Augie? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, there is pictures there of people walking on the moon without a spacesuit. It's crazy. A lot of stuff that should not exist, but it does. Well, I share your three videos you and Nori did, the one about the one on the moon, yeah. the one on Mars, and the strange and unusual things on Earth. I share it all the yeah. time. I have them saved so I can access them quickly. Yeah. Go to Broadcast Team Alpha and scroll down in the videos to where you get the Mars pictures and the moon pictures. Uh, there's NASA prints of people on Mars. One there specifically with um humanoid is standing leaning up against a rock and i just is, about fell over when i saw that a few years yeah. back i was like what <laughs> totally clear there was no question about it and you let people know where you've received these or how you've received them uh where they're located longitude latitude if you if you've got that information they share everything yeah. they blow your mind some of it yes but a lot of these pictures come out of the the, the gigapan, which is they have the whole uh, one panoramic picture, and then people kept blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, and blowing until you suddenly see some things in there, which you cannot see from the frame itself. So that's how it's really hard to see exactly where it is. 
like that doorway that show up on Mars. I There's know. Name for that either because that was yeah, it's a doorway into the side of the of the hill. It's crazy. Like and I said, uh, check these out. Just, they blew up and blew up the the gigapan picture, and then they found that little thing. I didn't give a shout out to Manuel Lopez. Thank you. He says love and light. He's been here. Uh, he leaves comments from time to time and I see them and I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you being here. Nori, I highlighted the marble man. That's what he looks like with no helmet on. And plus broadcast team alpha Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. Augie, as always, yeah. it goes by way too quickly. I love having these conversations. I will have him back, guys. We were hoping we were going to get to everything, but we will. We're going to do a show then just on how to connect with, with the other side then, okay? With the... Okay, and you know I have no shame, so i got to show it off one more time. Yes. This, this is the book where we teach people how to use your mind in ways that could be thought of as totally impossible. So... Uh, Go to Amazon and have a look. Absolutely. You just might like it. Yes. Well, I want to send you all so much love and light. Jane Walker yep. says, great show. Thanks, Jane. You were quiet. I didn't know you were here. Glad to have you here. Um, uh, I, right. Hey, there's Nori. With her. Oh, how about I that? I told you that. You weren't listening. I'm going, hi, Nori. Nori's here. Nori's here. She heard me. <laughs> Anyways, I want to thank you all for okay. being here. With Thank that, you, oh, always. I can't wait to have you back on. Augie's one of those guests I can have on every week, and we'd never do the same show twice ever. <laughs> so, I want to tell you if you ever want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash angel rock. If you want to book a reading, a healing session, I do mentoring. I have two groups on Facebook Paranormal University for all things paranormal, and then the Angel Rocker Tribe for many of the things we talked about tonight. And like I said, Augie had to duck out. And thanks for being here, Nori, because they're heading over to the mastermind. They they meet, I believe it's on Sundays from, uh, I think it's 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a couple of hours. Uh, then Monday nights they do, and Wednesday nights. Sometimes it's just to have a discussion. They work on many of the concepts he talked about in tonight's show. Sometimes people have specific requests. Um, they teach, they have a lot of classes and stuff too. They also, I forgot to ask Augie, but I believe they still have it, their Patreon. There's different levels, so depending on what's there. So uh, if you check out Broadcast Team Alpha, you'll find all the links there for them. But uh, as always, Augie, love them. Check out their show. They've got amazing guests. Uh, Augie's been so kind to share some of those guests with me. So we're going to be having some exciting, wonderful people. I'm going to give a shout out to Carmen Turner Schott, who I was supposed to have on. And then they got really ill at their house, I believe, at the end of September, beginning of October. Uh, she was on once before. And we were going to get into symbology and all kinds of stuff. Uh Apparently, I double booked Augie and her, and I realized just before the show. So, Carmen, if you see this, love you. Uh, just waiting for, we're going to book another date, and I'll have her back on. So, uh, I don't know how I found the calendar for next week. So, please 
return back here, same time, same space. Please share with your friends. We love when you share the network. There's something for everybody here with the amazing array of different hosts that we have, uh, different shows. And please stay tuned. We have the Horsefly Chronicles with the amazing Julia and Philip Syracuse right after this. And I don't know who their guest is, but they always have a great show. So I want to send you all so much love and light. And we will see you same time, same space next week. Okay. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you might be. And we'll see you next week. Take care.